Wow, so good to be with everyone this morning. That was incredible worship. I'm still catching my breath, uh, praise God. Oh man, we're going to continue our series this morning. If, you, if you're new or you haven't missed, maybe missed a couple weeks, we're doing a series on identity, and it's a pretty broad subject. We've been talking about the identity of, of God, of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and now we're shifting the, uh, to the conversation to the identity of today, the church. And specifically, Beaches Chapel. But we're going to be looking at the identity and what is the church? What does the Bible say about the church? And uh, we're going to keep it a little, a little brief this morning because we know we have some uh, young ones in here. And their attention span is only slightly shorter than y'all. So uh, I'll do my best this morning. Out of Matthew chapter 16 is where we're going to jump in. So if you have your Bible, you can turn there. Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 18. It says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. This is Jesus talking, y'all. So Jesus is saying these words. So when Jesus is talking, we need to pay extra attention and know that everything that he says in this statement in Matthew chapter 16 is not a lie, right? Because Jesus does not lie. He only tells the truth because he is truth. And so if Jesus says all the powers of hell will not conquer it, then that means that all the powers of hell will not conquer it on their best day. All right. Think about if, 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 if the powers of hell form the Avengers, right? And they have this mega awesome team and decide to attack the church on their best day with all the weaponry that they possibly have at their disposal, they will still fail. Because Jesus says so. And the reason he says so is because of what he says in here. Let's go back. Now I say to you that you are Peter. So Jesus is talking to Peter, which means rock. So he's saying your name means rock, right? You are a rock, Peter. And we're going to get to this in a little bit more, uh, a little bit later on, more of this. He says that you're, you are Peter. So you are a rock. But then he says this, and upon this rock, I will build my church. So what he's saying here, he's not saying, he's not looking at Peter and saying, Peter, you are rock. So on this rock, you, Peter, I will build my church. He's saying, you are a rock, Peter, but on this rock, I will build my church. All right. So he's saying, you're going to be part of it as a rock, but don't get it confused. Don't get it twisted that because your name means rock, that you are going to be the rock that the church is built on. No, 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 no. Upon this rock, upon this rock. And then he goes on to say this, I, meaning Jesus, not us, right? Jesus, I will build my church, right? So he's taking ownership of it right here and he's making a promise that he will build the church. He will build the church. And so if Jesus is the rock, right? That the church is built on, if he is going to build it and if it is his church, Right? Then it would behoove us to have Jesus at the center, the front, the back, the sides, and everywhere in between of what we are doing here at Beaches Chapel, of what we are doing here in the church. If you go to a place where Jesus is not the center of everything, that's not church. People might call it that, but it's not church. Jesus is the center of the church. It is what is built, he is built on him. And that's, we, we say this in staff meetings, we pray over it, we, you'll hear it from the stage, but I want to say it one more time in case you didn't get it. Beaches Chapel does not belong to any of us. 
Not one single person in here, myself included. We are servants. We are blessed to, be, to serve the church, to be a part of the church, but the church belongs to Jesus. Everything that we do here at Beaches Chapel from Sunday mornings to, to our school and to our preschool, it all belongs to him. And so we come with our ideas, we come with our efforts, we come with our abilities and we say, Lord, is this what you want? Is this what you would have us do? Here it is, we lay it at your feet. What do you want us to do? Because it does not belong to us. And you know what? Thank God for that. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm not smart enough or good enough or capable enough or maybe just good looking enough to really drive this place home. It's gotta be the Lord and praise God that he takes that responsibility off of us and doesn't make us build this thing ourselves. He says, no, 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 I got it. I got it. Y'all are, y'all are gonna be a part of it, but I got it. So all you have to do is pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Pray that you would do a work, that it would be you, Lord Jesus. That's what we're about here. That's what the church is. Jesus is the cornerstone. I wanna ask you a question. Have you ever really stopped? And some of us in here have been going to church a long time. And for those of us that have, we can lose sight of really what we're a part of because being a part of a church or going to church for a long time can be very hard. It can be very grueling. It can test your patience. It can, it can check your heart all the time. But have you ever stopped to consider those that, that have been going a while and even those that are maybe here for the very first time, Have you ever considered what it really means and how amazing it is that we are a part of the church? Like we, I mean, I don't know if we really give it that much time and that much consideration to to think that we are a part of the body of Christ. Going all the way back to Acts chapter two when the new church was made until this very moment and going forward until Jesus comes back. We are a part of this historic thing that God has been doing through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. And we get to say, I'm part of that team. Y'all, that is no small thing. That is an amazing thing. But here's what breaks my heart. We have started to treat church like it is expendable, like it is a matter of convenience. And when I say we, I'm talking about believers. I'm talking about people that claim to follow Jesus and love Jesus. We look at Sunday mornings and we open the window, say it's a little rainy outside. I think I'll just stay home. And and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm offending some people in here, but I've seen it. I've seen it standing right here. And I, I know, don't get me wrong, don't get, don't get it twisted. I know that there's some people at Beaches Chapel who would kill to be here every Sunday and they just can't. I'm not talking about you. I, I can name those people. But as, as just in America, maybe even in the world, I don't know, but, but there is now become this tendency where I'll go to church when I feel like it. And we've lost We've lost this, the awe of what it really means to be part of the church. It should, it should blow us away. Think about this for a second, y'all. Look in your own mirror at yourself and, and think to yourself, do I deserve to be part of the body of Christ? I don't. But you know what God says here? You get to be a part of it. You get to serve in this kingdom. And praise God, I, I love, I love Sunday mornings. And I'm starting to get the sense that you all do too. Thank you, Jesus, for that. 
because we are exalting God in all of it as best as we can. And I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not surely not putting ourselves up against any other church because we love our neighboring churches. But I believe that we've lost this sense of awe and the sense of wonder over what it means to do all of this together. And, and, and I'm just gonna kind of tell you a little bit of what goes on in my brain as the pastor here so you can maybe better understand what Beaches Chapel is. But for, I'll take, for instance, our live stream. What's up, y'all that are watching at home? We love you. But I'm gonna be real honest with you. Like we do live stream, we, we want it to be good, but it's not something that we are gonna pour a lot of money into. It's just not. Because our goal is for you to be here. It's for you to be here with everybody. And we, we again, I, I, I know that there's some that are watching at home that were saying, we wanna be there. We wanna be there and we miss you and we love you. But there's a difference between wanting to be here and not being able to and, and kicking our feet up on the coffee table and, and calling that church on Sundays. That's not church, y'all. It's not church. And I'm gonna quote Ben real quick. I've heard him say it about a thousand times since he started here in two months. If you can go to Outback Steakhouse on Saturdays, you can come to church on Sundays, okay? <laughs> you just can't, all right? And we're gonna continue that resource of live stream, but know that our heart is we want you here. Why? Because if you're choosing not to be here, you, I say this out of love, I really do, you are robbing yourself. You are robbing yourself. I don't care how good the mix is online, how much my message comes through the screen. It ain't nothing like being in here. It's nothing like it. And we want you here. We, we want everyone here. It's just, it's just something about being in the room. Am I right, John? All right, come on. First Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 12 says this, the human body has many parts but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we shall all share the same spirit. Verse 18, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would it be if it only had one part, right? It'd be like if we were all a thumb just rolling down the sidewalk, right? That would be weird. That would look weird. We wouldn't be very efficient as, as people if we were just a thumb. I don't know why the thumb came to me when I prepared. I was like, I'm gonna go with thumb. <clears throat> Let's see what happens. Verse 21, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Verse 25, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. That is the body. Y'all, we all have different abilities. Let me, let me tell you something. People will come up to me because, and this is, this is ridiculous, because I, I used to be the worship leader, so I'd sing and play a couple instruments, and now I'm preaching. Like, you can just do everything, can't you? <laughs> like, I can't do anything. The two things that I can do, y'all happen to see. That's it. Like, if there's, if there's any slight bit of technical issue at our house, Jesse, <laughs> I don't know how to fix it, all right? I don't know how to cook, all right? I, I, I just, there's a million, I don't know, listen. God bless those that know how to work on a car. I know how to get to the mechanic, you know, that's it. I went to Lowe's a couple weeks ago and because we were building, you know, or whatever, it doesn't matter. 
I had a minor panic attack. I was like, I, eh. I, there's so much that, that I cannot do. And what I love is that God, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back to this in a little bit too. He has brought people here that are amazing at what they do. Things that I have no idea how to do. And I'm so grateful for that, all right? I'm so grateful for our nursery workers every Sunday who are changing other people's diapers. Like that's, that is love, y'all. I might be up here giving a sermon, I'm not changing poop, okay? I'm not doing it, yeah. For those that are on the, I mentioned it last week, but we have had a run of bad weather on Sunday mornings. I don't know what the Lord's doing. I don't, he's in charge of the winds and the waves, but we've had bad weather. We have parking team out there, greeters that come early. Our worship team gets here at 8.15 every morning, right? And that's nothing to say of those behind the scenes doing the technical stuff, running the sound. Josh and Sabrina still doing those things. It's just, y'all, it takes everybody and it takes you. It takes you so that, so that we can be glad together when there's success. And so that when there's things that are hard, we can mourn together. But we do it together. We do it together. And that is the body of Christ. We're not in competition with one another. There's no hierarchy. The hierarchy is this. Jesus is the head. We are the body. That's it. There's as much a hierarchy as the hand has to the foot as there is in the church. Jesus is the head. And how privileged are we that we get to serve the body of Christ? What I, when, I, when, I, when I read those verses in 1 Corinthians 12, what I really get out of it more than anything and what the church is, it's the fact that we need each other. We need each other. And not to put on a service. Yes, we do. But we, we need each other for life. We need each other to walk this life of faith out. Listen, the reason that Jesus made the church and is the foundation of the church is because we are designed, y'all, listen to this. We are created and we are designed to walk out our faith, not alone, but together with one another, praying for one another, encouraging one another, lifting each other up. And, and, and when we don't gather together together, we're going against the, the purpose of our creation and we're walking this faith out alone. And I'm telling you right now, if you've tried it, I bet you it didn't work out too well. Why? Because we can't do it. That's not the intention of our walk with the Lord. It's to be together. That's why it's different in the room than in our living room. That's why it's different here because we're all together and we're singing like with one, one voice, one song, right? In unity, in harmony, together. And I, I, looked at, I looked at Ben when we started King of My Heart, when Valerie started singing it, and I, I mouthed to him and I said, the church is singing this so loud. Like he couldn't hear because the, the band up here wears in-ear monitors and he was just kind of nodded and smiled. And I'm sitting here in the front row this morning and I can hear from behind me all of y'all singing this song. And listen, that, that is encouraging. That is amazing. When, when the whole church is just singing, and you, I mean, it sounded good. Y'all sounded good. But that's what it's all about. Thank you for that. Thank you for how you worship. But we have these different abilities. We have these different uh, giftings. And so we need each other to, to fill in the puzzle pieces, right? We're all created differently. And so we need each other to be that one body, to work together, to scratch if there's an itch to wipe away a tear if there's a tear, to shout when there's joy, 
We need each other's feet when we want to dance and jump. But y'all, we need each other. And there's no shame in that, by the way. There is no shame in needing each other. We should be professing that from the mountaintops. Moses needed Aaron and her. We need each other. John 3, starting in verse 27, says, John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. This is John talking about Jesus. John the Baptist talking about Jesus. He, this is what he says here. This is what I want to get to. Verse 30, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. What John is saying here is not a suggestion. He's not going, I I should really try to become less so Jesus can become greater. He's saying, I must, I have to, I must become less so that he can become greater. And, and, And please hear me, church, as I say this this morning, that is our goal here at Beaches Chapel that we would be less so that Jesus can be more. So that when you walk out of here on Sunday mornings or when you pick up your kids from the school or the preschool, you're not talking about the staff. You're not talking about the songs that were sung or the, or the sermon that was preached. You're talking about Jesus. You're talking about Jesus and what he did to your heart and what Jesus is doing for your family and what Jesus is doing in your marriages and in your health and all those things. Because what we want to do is be less so that he can be more, so that he gets the glory and so that he is exalted. And so we just get out of the way and we just get out of the way. We say, God, take it because it's yours anyway. So we're not gonna have any ownership over it. He must He must, he must be greater and greater. And we be less and less. If we want to see him move in this place and we want to see those signs and those miracles and those wonders, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. And I promise y'all, we are doing our very best in our hearts to make that a reality. I'm going to have the band come back up and I want to read our mission statement here at Beaches Chapel. That says this, Beaches Chapel is a home Beaches Chapel is a home for all to begin and grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. It is not a building. It is a home where when we all gather, whether it's on Sunday or any other day of the week, you feel home. You feel like you are a part and that you belong here. If, if a place is your home, you don't feel like a stranger in it. You don't feel like you should leave sometime. All of us are going to go home today. It doesn't matter the size of the house or where, you're, where it's at. It's your home. And so when you walk in, you got to take that deep breath. Ah, I made it. Especially for the parents that have kids in church with us this morning. Ah, I made it. I did it. Thank you, Jesus. But that's what we want here. We want, when you walk in, you, want to, you feel home. You feel welcomed. You feel like you belong. And it's all based out of this, these few verses. Ephesians chapter 2. Starting in verse 19, this is the message version. It says, you're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all. Check this out, y'all. Irrespective 
of how we got here. That's my, my favorite part of this whole thing, irrespective. In other words, it doesn't matter what you were doing yesterday or this morning or a week ago or a year ago. The point is you're here. In what he is building, he used the apostles and prophets for the foundation, which is amazing. Now check this out. Now he's using you. So he's used the apostles and the prophets. Now it's our turn. Fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. So yes, like Peter, we are the rocks. We are the stones in what God is building here. With Jesus though, as the cornerstone, we see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. The Lord put this verse and this mission statement on my heart and in my lap a couple years ago. And when I read it, it was just like, this is the Lord. This is, what, this is what I've been waiting for, for Beaches Chapel. And I am so thrilled and humbled to say that as I read even now, we see it taking shape day after day. I'm seeing it taking shape day after day. New stones coming in, new people joining the home, irrespective of how any of us got here. It's taking shape, y'all. It's taking shape. And I just want now to take a moment before we enter back into worship to introduce some people to you all. I mentioned earlier that God has brought in a staff here of incredible people. I'd say it's been miraculous. We've been through a tough transition here over the last year and a half, two years. It's been really hard. It's been very hard but God's been faithful in it. And he's brought people in. Some I knew, some I didn't know, but I'm so proud. I am so proud of the team that he has brought to lead this vision of Beaches Chapel being a home, whether it's church, school, or preschool, it's all the same vision. And I wanna bring them up. I wanna introduce you to them this morning. And this is a moment I've been dreaming about for a while. I didn't know how it was gonna look, but I've been excited for a long time for this very moment where we can show off what the Lord has been doing here to each other. And so you as the church can see the people that are working really, really hard, really hard every single day to make Beaches Chapel a home for people a home for families that bring their kids here that think they're just coming here because it's a private school and they're gonna get so much more. To a preschool that is in an area that just doesn't have many preschools, so I'll send them there. It's so much more because we have people praying for those families and for a church that does a whole lot more than just gather on Sunday mornings. But we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to do miracles in the lives of the people that come here that we can affect our community, that the love of Jesus can go outside of these doors. This is the team that the Lord has brought here to Beaches Chapel. Allison Bass, come on up as our school principal. <clears throat> Vanessa Bickerstaff, who's been holding down the nursery for Lord only knows how long. <laughs> I want to miss Vanessa. 
Y'all, Miss Vanessa has been in our nursery for, I'm not going to say how long, because I don't want to embarrass her, but, uh, okay, about 25 years. She's going to say it. Rachel Brum, our kids' ministry director. Valerie Chong, I just want to take a minute and, and just kind of discuss really quick Valerie because uh, y'all, oh, oh, okay. Uh, Valerie was, was our, our worship minister for a while after I transitioned. And then Ben came on staff and it was just a natural thing um, for him to start leading our worship team because this is why. I started seeing Valerie doing something that wasn't asked of her. She was just doing it. And I was hearing these reports and these stories of Valerie going and meeting with the women in our church one-on-one, -on -one, not being asked to do it at all, uh, seeking out these women and some of them seeking her out, like just calling her up. And so she was taking time out of her schedule to go just meet with the women in our church. And I had someone on our staff when I, when I told them that Ben Harrell was gonna be coming on, they're like, great, that's awesome. We love Ben. Uh, what about the women? And I was like, yeah. I hear you. Well, Valerie is here and she has an anointing and a gifting to listen and to pray and to let you feel all the feels and to be there. <laughs> so ladies, if you need to talk to somebody and you look at Ben and me as maybe not that person, <laughs> praise God for your discernment on that, first of all, but you can come to Valerie and I, I, when, we, when she and I talked through the position, um, you know, I said, Valerie, do you feel called? And she just started crying saying, I have a heart for the women here at Beaches Chapel. And so, and I, I know that because it, it, when you're gifted in something naturally, you just do it without being asked, right? And, and that's what she was doing. And so we're so glad that she has stepped up and is going to be doing that for you ladies that need, that need prayer, that need a shoulder to cry on. So call her up. She's here for you. Tyler Dillon, Tyler, come on up. Tyler is our new athletic director at Beaches Chapel. He's been working here over the summers at camps and we've gotten to know him. And uh, he's coming and is doing an amazing job. He's drinking from the fire hose of athletic director while also teaching four classes during the day. And uh, he's been amazing. And um, I know for a fact, Tyler, that God has brought you here for a lot more than just to be the athletic director at Beaches Chapel. Ben Harrell, there he is, right here. You know Ben. Ben's amazing. He's been, he's been more than I could have ever imagined in his role. Uh, when we're not quoting movies back and forth, we actually get some work done during the day. Um, but his heart is for this place and we're so grateful. And it's, we haven't even seen what he's capable of here at the chapel. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Alex Hawkins. Alex is our preschool director. This is, this is not um, hyperbole when I say that Alex saved the preschool. She stepped up when we were closing it. We, were, we, were had, we had decided to close because we couldn't do it. Um, we didn't have the resources. And knowing that our decision was to close, she said, I'll do it. I'll do it. 
and she stepped in to what she thought was a temporary position and within two days of talking to her, I called her up and I said, hey, we've talked and we're gonna keep it open because I see your heart and we're gonna make this work. And I, I just wanna say very quickly, pray for Alex, seriously, because she's doing a lot right now. And she's, she's just amazing, has an amazing heart, but, we, but she needs your prayers. And I just wanna encourage you afterwards, uh, for everybody up here, if you don't know, but go introduce yourself to these people. Get to know them so that they can get to know you. Where is, oh, I don't think she's in here. Oh, you are, Jesse, my wife. Hannah, come on out. Jesse heads up our ladies' Bible study. She does our website. Uh, she does our app. And most importantly, um, she puts up with me. Yes, she, she, <laughs> she uh, keeps, me, keeps me grounded, uh, makes me go to Lowe's when I don't want to and all that good stuff. And, and I love her. And she, seriously, though, is the most amazing support to me um, constantly. You know, I, I talked earlier about the luxury of coming to church. And there's been times where I've told her, like, just stay home. Just, just take the Sunday off. You don't know. I am coming. I am coming to church. And she does. And she is, well, she's great. Um, Jason Myers. Where's Jason? Come on up, Jason. <laughs> if, you, if you are a parent of a student that goes to school here, you've probably met Jason. But he is the head of our accounting department now. Guy, I can't begin to tell you all the things that he's done in the short amount of time that he's been here. Uh, grants, restructuring our budget. Um, he's, he's been a godsend. And I, I sat in a, the interview with him, his first interview with Don Colbreth, who's the board of our elders, and Heather Johnson, our vice principal, and all of us within two minutes said, this is the guy. Like, we, could have, we could have ended the interview right then. We knew. And um, we're so grateful for you, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, I want to bring up Josh and Sabrina Putback, who have just uh, stepped up as our youth minister, ministers. They, they came and, uh, boy, they, uh, <laughs> they got thrown into the fire from day one, doing stuff that just was not even close to on their job resume. And they, they really held this place together in a lot of ways. Y'all need to know that. Um, in the late summer and early fall, they, I don't, I don't know what would have happened to our church if they hadn't come. I really don't. And so when I say that I have surrounded myself with people, come on up, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I say that the Lord has surrounded me in this, in you all with an amazing team, he's not lying. He's not lying. They are incredible. They are incredible. Prestia, 
Kyle Chong and Don Colbreth come up, our elders. Robert uh, Hartzell is not here. He's in country as a missionary in the DR doing his work right now, so he couldn't be here. But, um, you know, over the past year or so, I've been telling people that have said, man, church is it's, it's good, it's, church is good. And I, I, I've just been saying, we haven't even gotten started yet. We haven't gotten started yet. But in the last couple weeks, I've been looking at our staff and I'm looking at you all now and I'm saying, we're getting started. We are getting started with what God is doing here. So I'm going to have Don Colbreth, who is the president of our board. He's going to come say a prayer. And if you would just join us in prayer, extend your hands to all of us and stand in agreement for this staff. Thank you. Ready? Well, Father, I stand right here in your house today with a thankful heart. We're so grateful for the team that you have assembled here, for the people that have stepped out in your calling, Lord. You've gifted each one with unique gifts. And for one reason, one reason only, Lord, so that their light would shine like a beacon on a hill, not just here in the church, in the school, in the preschool, but out in our communities, other workplaces, wherever it may be, that people would look at them and say, yeah, you've got something different there. What a blessing. We're also thankful, God, that you are exactly who you say you are. You're the truth. Your promises are real. And it's like Pastor James said, this is your church. This is your house. And we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful that you're in charge. And right now, I would like to pray for each one here that they would step out in their gifting, be guided by the spirit of wisdom, and that as a group that they would stand in the spirit of unity as we move your church forward, Lord. You've blessed us so much, and we're so thankful. But more than anything else, Lord, help them to remember whatever they do is for one reason, one reason only, and that's to honor your name and give you all the glory because it all belongs to you. We're so thankful, Lord. Yes, Jesus. But more than anything else, help them to seek and desire you above any worldly things, Lord. That's our first goal, seek and desire you. Because, see, you're most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in you. And we ask this all in your name, in the name of your Holy Son, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.